Ladies and gentlemen, free agent frenzy is upon us. Are the Rangers seriously going to consider trading Alexi Lafreniere? What will happen with Barclay Goodrow? And who else might the Rangers be targeting in free agency? We're all going to find out together on this very special live edition of Locked On New York Rangers. <laughs> Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 862 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as things stand right now, again, we're doing a very special live edition of Locked On New York Rangers here. Going to be tracking all the Rangers impending UFAs, uh, some players that the Rangers might be targeting, and going to be talking about pretty much every conceivable storyline that the Rangers are looking at today for a team that really doesn't have a lot of cap space and for a team that obviously can't afford to sign some of the top, top free agents that are going to be available uh, at noon here today. And actually, we're a minute after noon, so free agency officially underway here. Um, but for a team with all that being the circumstances, uh, as I said, there are quite a few interesting storylines going on here with the New York Rangers, not the least of which is Barclay Goodrow. You know, obviously there have been rumors, and I think a lot of us really even going back to uh, this past season have been expecting that Barclay Goodrow would end up being traded. Because when you looked at the upcoming cap crunch for the New York Rangers and which players can be traded and which ones can't, as we all know, uh, some of the top New York Ranger players, the star players, the high-profile players, those guys all have no-move clauses, and it seemed unlikely that any of them would be on the move. You look at Cap Friendly, you look at some of the other, you know, somewhat substantial contracts, and the one that's been sticking out like a sore thumb for quite some time is Barclay Goodrow at $3.64 million per season. And it's not because he's a lousy player or he can't help the Rangers, doesn't bring anything uh, to the table. None of that is true. But again, it goes back to this theme that we've talked about on here in the past, is that you really can't keep everybody, and sooner or later you're going to have to make some moves. And the smart money, I feel like, you know, going into this week for sure, was that Barclay Goodrow, one way or another, would soon be a former New York Ranger. That has not happened yet, uh, either via a trade or potentially even a buyout as well. Um, again, he is still here, and we'll see if the Rangers, maybe they feel like they can squeeze him in under the salary cap. But I will say, the longer this kind of dragged out and the longer this continues to drag out with Barclay Goodrow uh, still being a member of the New York Rangers, the more I started to think like, you know, maybe there's something else going on behind the scenes here. Maybe there's something uh, kind of unexpected that the Rangers might be working on. And my mind kind of went to the star players and the Rangers. And I haven't seen this like rumored or suggested by any of the reputable sources on Twitter. This is just me kind of trying to connect the dots and trying to figure out why the Rangers who are up against the cap as it is, even if they trade Goodrow, um, you know, they still have some salary cap issues. Uh, so the, the way I saw it was maybe that one of these star players for the Rangers is looking for the door. Maybe there's somebody that was at least, you know, open to the idea of waving his no move clause. Um, I don't know who that would be, but that was kind of my thinking here was that maybe the Rangers are working on something quite a bit bigger. They're going to clear a lot of cap space by moving one of the star players. And then that being the case, Barclay Goodrow uh, would suddenly become a lot more affordable. And obviously, again, I didn't see that anywhere, but you know, your mind starts to connect the dots a little bit. Barclay Goodrow to me was such an obvious candidate to be either traded or maybe bought out, even though I think traded would probably make more sense. 
uh, that that's kind of where my mind went. Well, now uh, a report that, you know, is kind of broken here and it has since somewhat been refuted, but uh, Arthur Staple, uh, who does a fantastic job covering the New York Rangers. Uh, first of all, he reported that it looks like the Jonathan Quick deal with the Rangers is going to be worth $1.2 million or somewhere in that neighborhood. More on that in a little bit as well. Uh, but he also mentioned that the Rangers are, quote unquote, quietly shopping Alexi Lafreniere. And that would be quite a decision. I realize Alexi Lafreniere has not exactly lived up to the hype since the Rangers have drafted him. Uh, obviously went number one overall in the draft a couple of years ago. Three seasons with the Rangers. He's basically been a half point per game player. There have been little flashes of brilliance here and there, but uh, for somebody with the amount of hype that Lafreniere had, uh, you certainly would have expected more. And I tweeted this out earlier. You would have expected a few more quote unquote wow moments, like those moments where he's got the puck and he just does something ridiculous and brings everybody out of their seat. Uh, We've seen that a couple of times uh, against Detroit two years ago where he played the puck between his legs to himself, buried a backhand shot. He did something similar uh, this past season as well, but those moments have been really few and far between. I also realize there have been times where the Ranger coaches, whether you want to look at Gerard Gallant or David Quinn before him, uh, whether it's Lafreniere or even some of the other young Ranger players, they maybe have not used uh, Lafreniere or some of the other young forwards as well as they possibly could have. But with Lafreniere, I mean, the hype with this guy was just off the charts. Everybody was talking about he's a generational talent, best player available since Sidney Crosby. And Crosby was drafted, I want to say, in like 2004, you know, somewhere around there, give or take a year in either direction. And so, you know, the coach misusing you a little bit or not getting enough ice time or not playing on the top power play unit. I mean, yeah, all those things, I'm sure, to an extent, have held Alexi Lafreniere back. But if the hype about him was real you know if he really was the player that pretty much every scout was saying that he was uh Lafreniere would have been able to overcome all those things with that said he is 21 years old I feel like it is far 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 too early to give up on Alexi Lafreniere again there have been flashes here and there two years ago in the playoffs uh he along with his fellow kids on the kid line did a fantastic job for the Rangers there were nights where they kind of took over games and were the best line on the ice there were other nights where maybe they were a little quiet but obviously I mean Alexi Lafreniere is 21 years old. Are you really going to give up on him and trade him for dimes on the dollar? Because, you know, again, if you trade Lafreniere, you're basically selling low on him. And, you know, if he gets a new contract, he is a restricted free agent. I mean, he's probably looking at about $2 million, $2.1 million per season. That is less than what Barclay Goodrow makes. And I like Barclay Goodrow. Don't get me wrong. Hardworking player, defensively responsible, great penalty killer, uh, physical, goes out there and gives it his all every single night. Can even play some top six minutes if the situation calls for it. I don't think that's an ideal situation for Barclay Goodrow, but he can do it. Um, you're going to go with Barclay Goodrow, who's 30 years old. And uh, all these nice things I'm saying about Goodrow, Goodrow has hit his ceiling. He has hit his peak. He is as good as he's ever going to get in the NHL. And he is a very effective player, a very good player for the Rangers. But you're going to give up Alexi Lafreniere and all that upside. And the fact that, you know, this number one overall pick that season just kind of fell into your lap. You had a one in eight chance, even after it was determined that the number one pick would go to a team that got eliminated in the qualifying round. You're going to give up on him uh, that early. I, I just don't see how you can do that. And then there's, you know, every now and then you see people say like, well, he's a cap casualty. A cap casualty, he's barely going to be making anything. And a cap casualty, to me, that applies much more so to somebody like Barclay Goodrow, who, again, a good player, but making just a little bit too much money and you don't see the upside there and you just have to move him. It's kind of a necessary evil uh, to keep some other guys that you want to keep. But we'll see how everything shakes out there. I'm not expecting to see any news here that uh, Alexi Lafreniere has been traded or anything like that. If they do, uh, I guess I'll just kind of lose my mind live here on Locked On New York Rangers. So that'll be a lot of fun. You'll at least have that if nothing else good comes out of uh, 
you know, Alexi Lafreniere being traded. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what the Rangers end up doing here. I've got Twitter open. I've got the NHL Network on mute on the background there. Of course, uh, some of you might be aware of this as well. Twitter has picked a heck of a time here to start acting up. There have been some, uh, it's not just on my end. You know, I checked with my fellow Locked on NHL hosts, and Twitter has been uh, finicky at best. And, you know, it's just not loading all that often. And it just, it's just struggling to work right now, basically. And uh, the timing couldn't be a lot worse. But like I said, we do have NHL Network on in the background. And uh, we're going to keep our eyes on what the Rangers do, what everybody else does. We'll keep our eye on the Ranger UFAs. You know, does Tyler Mott come back to the team at the zero hour here? Does he sign somewhere else? Uh, Do the Rangers end up flipping a fourth round pick for Tyler Mott at the trade deadline once again? Uh, All that remains to be seen here. But yeah, NHL free agency officially underway. And in just a second, you know, my preference was uh, to wait until this was officially official, so to speak. Uh, It's been rumored heavily that Jonathan Quick, it's pretty much a done deal, it looks like. Uh, I guess nothing's ever done until it's officially done. But uh, Kevin Weeks, I believe, was the first one to have this on Twitter yesterday that Jonathan Quick would be signing with the New York Rangers. And, of course, he's from Connecticut, so maybe it makes sense. You know, he's a veteran. He's 37 years old and uh, has obviously won three Stanley Cups. Maybe he wants to come home and uh, play close to his friends and family with the New York Rangers. Obviously, if Quick signs on with the Rangers, he's doing it with uh, the full knowledge that he will be the backup to Igor Shesterkin. But at this point, I mean, I get the feeling. I'm sure Jonathan Quick, he's still competitive and everything. Uh, one of the best goalies of the last however many years you want to go back. But at this point, uh, given the way his game has slipped in recent years, I would imagine that he's content with being a backup. And if he signs with the Rangers, as has been heavily rumored, then obviously that's going to be the case uh, for Quick. Uh, once he signs with the Rangers, he will be the backup to Igor Shesterkin. We're going to keep talking about everything having to do with Ranger free agency. In just a second here, we're going to talk about Jonathan Quick in a little bit more detail and obviously keep our eye on anything else that the Rangers do here today. Uh, if Twitter wants to start working, that would be absolutely fantastic. And we're going to get to all that good stuff in just a second. But first, we got to let everybody know. Today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to the, hit the first home run. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, we just want to go ahead and thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And yeah, just kind of uh, keeping our eye on everything happening in free agency right now. Obviously, we're going to spend most of our focus on the Rangers, but I am seeing a tweet here from Elliot Friedman. Ryan O'Reilly, one of the uh, bigger names available at uh, you know the, the zero hour here for free agency. Uh, he's going to be going to Nashville. No uh, terms have been announced yet. Nice that uh, Twitter decided to start working. Uh, Something else that you guys are going to find very interesting is that Blake Wheeler, uh, this is according to a quote from Darren Dreger, and I'll just go ahead and read this uh, word for word here. Blake Wheeler continues to nail down his options, hearing the New York Rangers are a strong contender at this point. 
And we talked about Blake Wheeler in a recent episode. We'll get to Jonathan Quick in a second, but this popped up and I just can't ignore this because this is uh, you know, hot off the presses here, so to speak. Uh, Blake Wheeler, there are some red flags. Obviously, he's getting a little bit older. He's going to turn 37 next month, so he'll be 37 before the season starts. He is a little bit older, uh, was bought out of his contract by the Winnipeg Jets. He used to be the Jets captain. A little fun fact about Blake Wheeler, uh, he is the last active Atlanta Thrasher to be playing in the NHL. He played for them for half a season, and then obviously uh, has stayed with the Jets in all the years since. Uh, But he was stripped of his captaincy this past season, and it's been rumored that, you know, for a long time, really, that the Jets have one of the more dysfunctional or quote-unquote toxic locker rooms in the NHL. I'm not so sure how much of a part of that he was, but obviously it's something that kind of makes your eyebrows go up a little bit. The thing with Blake Wheeler there's some risk here, obviously, due to his age. Uh, but, you know, he is still a pretty productive player, or at least he was as recently as last season. I'm going to go ahead and pull up his hockey uh, reference page here, and we'll kind of just go over his stats together. Uh, he's obviously had a very, very nice career for himself. Has played 1,118 games, 312 goals, 610 assists, 922 points, plus 65 overall. And then this past season, I I think a lot of people have interest there. It's like, how is he holding up, you know, his age 36 season that just concluded? How did he do? He did pretty well. Uh, 72 games played, which was actually his most of any of the past four seasons. And I realize, you know, some of those seasons didn't go 82 games because of COVID and everything. Uh, But nevertheless, 72 games played this past year for Blake Wheeler. Still the most that he's played in any of the last four seasons. Uh, 72 games, 16 goals, 39 assists. So 55 points in 72 games. Uh, He was a minus three overall last season. Average uh, what looks to be almost a career low of 17 minutes and three seconds of ice time per night. He hadn't had that low in in a long time. Uh, The last time his time on the ice was that low was 2010-2011. So obviously it's been a long time. Uh, Blocked 35 shots, dished out 54 hits, and 45 takeaways against 27 giveaways. The nice thing about Blake Wheeler, I mean, he doesn't really rack up hits the way that some of the more like ferocious hitters do in this league, but he is a big guy, a big body kind of player, can go into the corners, win some board battles, do all those kinds of things. Uh, He's somebody that could work pretty well with Artemi Panarin, I think. Uh, There is a little bit of redundancy there because I think both of them are kind of pass first players, but, you know, Wheeler can shoot it a little bit. Um, There is some risk involved here for the New York Rangers, obviously, for all the reasons I just mentioned, but they are thin at right wing. This is somebody who, including last season, uh, has been a productive player pretty much ever since he came into the NHL. Once players start getting into their uh, late 30s, you know, you do run that risk of the wheels falling off at least a little bit. Um, But with Blake Wheeler, it hasn't happened yet. And you just hope that if he comes over to the Rangers, he can keep it going for at least one more season. And the Rangers don't have a lot of money. So with the money that they do have, you know, you might have to find a way to take some risk, whether that's on somebody that's an aging veteran that you hope still has it, like Blake Wheeler, whether that's on somebody that uh, is still a young player that uh, maybe has not quite lived up to the hype, but maybe you feel like you can unlock something like a Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, He's somebody that I think the Rangers could maybe have some interest in. Um, And then, of course, you've got the right wing factor. You know, the fact that Blake Wheeler plays right wing, which, in my very humble opinion, is the uh, position at which the Rangers are thinnest. So, uh, all that is to be considered for sure. And I'm going to go ahead and actually take a second here, look at some of the comments that you guys are leaving here while we do this uh, live Locked On episode of New York Rangers here. So we've got New York Rangers fan 05 saying Drury is looking slash hoping for a Sergachev druin type swap. What other young talents out there would be worth giving up on Laffy 4? Uh, I don't think I would really give up on Lafreniere for anybody. I mean, 
within reason. You know, I don't think I would give up Lafreniere for anybody that the Rangers can afford when you consider uh, where they are with the salary cap. Um, I did have that idea, though. You know, if the Rangers were to trade Alexi Lafreniere, it's like, what are you even getting in return? Because you can't afford anybody that's making any kind of significant money due to your salary cap constraints. So there's that to consider. Um, are you going to just give up Lafreniere for a draft pick? I mean, Lafreniere was the number one overall draft pick. So unless you're getting the number one overall draft pick next year, which you don't even know who that's going to belong to, I don't think it's even something that you would consider there. Um, and the the one idea, which I think New York Rangers fan 05 is kind of suggesting here, is if you were to trade Lafreniere, do you do it like in exchange for somebody else who was a high draft pick, who's still very young, who's still not making a lot of money, and who has yet to kind of unlock their full potential? I mean, that's at least an option. But honestly, I don't even think I would do that. I mean, at best, you're going to end up with a lateral move. Um, and again, I, I just don't like the idea of giving up on somebody that was labeled a generational talent at the age of 21. That just does not sound like good business to me. Uh, we got a comment here from Steve Legs. One quickie is better than none. Well, you said it, not me. Uh, another comment from New York Raiders fan 05. Think Wheeler would be a nice ad at the right price despite his age. And yeah, you know, we were just talking about Blake Wheeler. Uh, I would have to agree. I mean, again, you, you're you not going to find the perfect bonafide like superstar free agent if you're the New York Rangers right now, the guy that comes in and checks every single box and the guy that's like a high-priced free agent. Like, like the Rangers are not going to sign somebody for like seven years at like six or $8 million a season, um, you know, today because they just don't have the cap space to be able to do that. Um, so you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper, play a little bit of money puck and uh, Blake Wheeler, they wouldn't have been able to afford Blake Wheeler, you know, based on what he'd been making in the past. But the fact that he is a little bit older, maybe he'll sign for a little bit less. And something else that's kind of interesting, and uh, there was a player agent that mentioned this. It seems like there could be a decent amount of NHL free agents that end up taking one-year deals this year. And the thought there is that the NHL salary cap did not go up by much, you know, obviously from last year to this year, but for next year, it's expected to take a little bit of a jump. And so players that sign one-year deals, they'll be free agents again next off season and teams will be able to spend a little bit more money, afford a little bit more, you know, as far as, you know, average annual value for that player. So uh, that could make some sense. And with Blake Wheeler, I mean, I don't know, is, is he somebody that's going to hold out for a two-year deal? How much does he want to go to the Rangers? What other teams are in on him? Uh, that's going to be very, very interesting to keep track of as we roll on here with uh, you know today's live episode of Locked on New York Rangers. And thank you guys, as always, uh, for tuning in and uh, checking out the show here. Uh, we got a, or a comment here from Kill Gill. Uh, must be a Truba train connection with wheels. Yeah, I've heard the two of them are pretty close. Obviously, Truba used to play for Winnipeg. So maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. Did Drury talk to Truba about this? Can he still go? Uh, do you think he'd fit in here? It's possible. You know, Truba is the captain. So I like to think that, I mean, obviously, Truba's not going to be playing the role of GM, but I like to think that Drury would at least keep the lines of communication open and maybe pick Truba's brain on uh, Blake Wheeler and what kind of player is he? Will he fit in this locker room? Uh, will he play a role that, that we need him to play for this upcoming season, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, another comment here from Steve Legs. It looks like he's uh, copying and pasting something here from Larry Brooks. Uh, Rangers are in the mix for Wheeler per source. Presumably would be one year over 35 with bonuses would add another 30 something to a veteran top six field. Yeah. Again, I think Wheeler uh, does make some sense for this team. Um, so yeah, we'll go back to the comments in a little bit here. Actually going to take just a quick brief break here, but I do want to uh, talk a little bit about the Rangers uh, bringing Jonathan quick or what it seems like they're going to be bringing Jonathan quick. 
Uh, I don't think, again, that it's officially official yet, but it's been heavily rumored by a lot of reputable sources. So unless everything just completely falls apart, the zero hour sounds like uh, Jonathan Quick will be the backup goalie for the Rangers uh, for this upcoming season. So we will talk about that in just a second. All right, going to go ahead and keep everything rolling on uh, today's live episode of Locked On New York Rangers. You know, we did a live episode last offseason. The big news there was uh, the Rangers signing Vincent Trocek. Again, I don't think there's going to be somebody of that stature, um, somebody who's that renowned. But the Rangers, like I said, they're going to have to play a little bit of money puck and see what they can come up with. Uh, for right now, I figure we might as well go ahead and talk about uh, Jonathan Quick because it does sound like, you know, he's going to be the guy. Um you know, to, to back up Igor Shosturkin this upcoming season. And there's been a lot of debate here, obviously. You know, you think Jonathan Quick, and you think about him being a superstar goalie for the Los Angeles Kings. And unfortunately for us Ranger fans, I think one of the first things that kind of pops into mind, the 2014 Stanley Cup Final, you had the two best goalies in the universe playing each other uh, in that series, Lundqvist against Quick. I think Quick was the only goalie in this league at that time who could hold a candle to Henrik Lundqvist. And of course, the Kings came out on top in that series. Um, it is what it is. I don't hold grudges. I mean, what did you want Jonathan Quick to do? Like, lose on purpose? Like, you can't expect somebody to do that. Um, so, it could be a situation if he comes to the Rangers and gets off to a rocky start. He might start to hear it uh, from a certain portion of the Ranger fan base. But overall, you know, I think it's a decent signing for the Rangers. You have to, uh, obviously, if you're the Rangers, save money where you can. And we've kind of ID'd some areas where the Rangers need to look to save some money. Uh, the fourth line certainly comes to mind as does the uh, sixth defenseman spot, as does certainly the backup goalie. You know, spending a lot on the backup goalie is not a luxury that the Rangers can afford right now. And there was some talk that the Rangers might be discussing a reunion with Yaroslav Halak. Doesn't sound like that really went anywhere. Halak was making $1.5 million this past season. Uh, we did an episode where we looked at some other backup goalie options. We mentioned Quick. Uh, he was one of the candidates. We also mentioned Alex Njelkovic. He was somebody that I think is a little bit of a sleeper. Whoever signs him, I think is going to get some bang for their buck. Uh, he struggled a little bit the past couple of seasons, but former first-round pick, got his career off to a nice start with the Canes, and he's somebody that I think can be coached up. Uh, David Riddick was another, you know, just somebody that I think could be a solid backup. But Jonathan Quick, I'm good with him. As we discussed in our recent episode where we were looking at backup goalie options, uh, he can be a veteran presence on this Ranger team. He's obviously somebody that knows what it takes to win in this league. And something else that I saw Ranger fans debating on social media is, you know, the idea of Jonathan Quick basically being a veteran mentor, a big brother type to Igor Shesterkin. And, you know, fans kind of going back and forth, you know, some of them think that that's the case, that Jonathan Quick can come in and be exactly that. And then other fans saying, have you seen Igor Shesterkin play? He doesn't look like somebody that needs a mentor. I think a little bit of both can be true here. Um, look, obviously, Igor Shesterkin is going to be a fantastic goalie, no matter who the backup goalie is for the New York Rangers. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jonathan Quick, you can't tell me that Igor Shesterkin can't learn anything from him. Obviously, Quick has played about a million playoff games. He's won three Stanley Cups. I know this past year with Vegas, he didn't really do a whole lot. But, you know, come to think of it, I shouldn't say that because think about the situation in Vegas uh, going into the playoffs. You've got Aiden Hill as a starting goalie uh, for the Knights, somebody that prior to this past season was just a guy. He was just another goalie in the NHL, you know, kind of in a timeshare, a hot hand approach with the Vegas Golden Knights. And... Man, I mean, he killed it for them down the stretch and especially in the playoffs. And who was the backup goalie there? Jonathan Quick. Now, we could debate, and we have no way of knowing for sure how much of a positive influence that Jonathan Quick was on Aiden Hill. But again, I think it can't hurt. Um, you've got an untested goalie in a situation like that. Can't hurt to be able to pick the brain 
of uh, a guy who up to that point had won two Stanley Cups, had won a Vezna, made all-star teams, could be a Hall of Famer, probably will be a Hall of Famer, the whole nine yards uh, for Jonathan Quick. So again, I do think it's a nice signing for the New York Rangers. There were a couple other guys that I think uh, maybe I would have had ranked ahead of him as far as the backup goalie situation is concerned. Uh, but be that as it may, I feel, I feel like this is going to work out pretty well for the Rangers. Uh, Quick has obviously fallen on some hard times the past five seasons or so, uh, has really struggled to look anything like the goalie that he was early in his career. But I think the hope here, if you're the Rangers, certainly for me, if you're a fan of this team, is that Quick can kind of uh, rediscover his form if his workload is lightened a little bit. And that could go either way. Jonathan Quick is obviously not somebody who is used to being a backup goalie, so this is basically new territory for him. Uh, the only time that he's really been the bonafide backup was this little run that he had with the Knights uh, this past season. So it'll be interesting to see how he responds there. But maybe you know, he's getting a little bit older, a little bit less wear and tear on his body. And, you know, mentally, he gets, obviously, more games off. You know, maybe he can still be an effective goalie uh, when he's in there. And something else that we got to talk about, anytime we mention Ranger goalies, the Benoit Allaire effect. And we've seen Benoit Allaire work wonders. Obviously, the two that come to mind right away, Henrik Lundqvist, Igor Shesterkin, uh, sent Henrik Lundqvist on a incredible Hall of Fame-worthy career from seventh-rounder to slam-dunk Hall of Famer. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, he's basically doing the same thing. I mean, Igor's got a ways to go before we can talk about Hall of Fame, I think. But if he stays on the trajectory that he's on, he's going to have an amazing career. And, you know, Igor himself, just a fourth-rounder, a lot of goalies taken ahead of him. And look at what Benoit Allaire has done with him. Uh, we can extend that to you know, guys like Cam Talbot, Antti Ranta, Maybe not superstar, otherworldly type goalies, but very good goalies who have had very nice careers for themselves. Uh, and Benoit Allaire worked with both of them. Benoit Allaire, with the possible exception of maybe Yaroslav Halak, has never really been in a situation like this with a goalie where he's looking to essentially uh, fix a veteran goalie. And with Jonathan Quick, I mean, again, this guy, one of the most talented goalies that we've seen in this generation of hockey and Benoit Lair has a project on his hands here. Benoit Lair probably looks at this like a challenge. Like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take this uh, Hall of Fame goalie. He's been struggling lately. I'll find a way to make it work with him. Uh, I'll, I'll find a way to reach him. And he's going to go back to, to being, I mean, obviously not prime Jonathan Quick. I, I think that's pretty obvious. But a really strong goalie and a really solid backup uh, for the New York Rangers. So, yeah, definitely uh, I'm good with the Jonathan Quick signing. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that it seems like uh, the rumor is that he's going to be making $1.2 million, which does not sound like a lot, um, really is not a lot. But again, with the Rangers right now, every dollar counts. I cannot emphasize that enough. The fact, again, that Barclay Goodrow is still here, uh, that makes that even more true. The Rangers are so tight up against the salary cap that I don't want them to spend a dime more than they have to on the backup goalie. And, you know, with Quick, I think the smart money when we were hearing about him going to the Rangers was that, um, you know, he would basically sign for the minimum or, or close to the minimum. And since he's 35 or older, the Rangers can give him an incentive-laden incentive contract and give him incentives that are easy to hit. He hits those incentives, he gets more money, and that money would not count against the salary cap for the Rangers. So that would be a situation where everybody wins. But if these rumors are to be believed, and again, these are coming from reputable sources, um, it looks like he might be making about $1.2 million uh, this upcoming season. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, everything's just kind of, uh, you know, falling into place right now. We're seeing who's going to sign with who. Um, we have a tweet from David Pagnotta here. As of yesterday, contract talks with Keandre Miller and the New York Rangers were fairly quiet as the Rangers try to fill other holes on the roster. They're adding quick, and they want a mid-nine forward. I don't know what a mid-nine forward is. I guess that's basically a fancy way of saying the third line. I'm not really sure, but uh, we'll keep an eye on that. 
Um, something's going to happen. You know, the fact that Barclay Goodrow still hasn't been traded, uh, I hope that does not mean that Alexi Lafreniere is getting dealt or that Keandre Miller is going to get dealt. If I have to pick between any of those players I just mentioned, one of them getting traded, uh, I'm looking for it to be Barclay Goodrow, more so than either Keandre Miller or Alexi Lafreniere, who have more upside, uh, certainly, than Barclay Goodrow at this point uh, in their respective careers. So I'm going to go ahead and check out uh, a couple more of these comments here. I don't know really where it left off. I mean, this is going to, I think we're right around here. Yeah. So Tim Brad, or no, uh, Easy Dups here. Laffy for Bedard is all I would be cool with, and that has zero chance of happening. Yeah, that that won't happen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Tim Bradley says, Lafreniere or Miller, if it came down to it, who do you pick? I got to go with Alexi Lafreniere. I just think the upside is a little bit higher, and even without Keandre Miller, I think the Rangers are still in a pretty good spot with their defensemen. I mean, the pipeline is getting a little bit thin, but you know, you, you keep your, if you trade Keandre Miller, then you kind of are keeping your fingers crossed that everything works out. Certainly with Zach Jones, maybe with somebody like uh, Matthew Robertson as well. And if you trade Keandre Miller, you're probably then going to go out in free agency and sign somebody for, you know, pretty close to the minimum, somebody that can come in and just be a stopgap for a season or two at the most. Um, but yeah, with, with Lafreniere's upside, I think it's more than uh, Keandre Miller. And I think if it came right down to it, if I had to trade one of them or the other, uh, I would trade Keandre Miller and hang on to Alexi Lafreniere. Again, I don't think it's good business to sell about as low as possible on Alexi Lafreniere. Don't like that idea at all. Uh, Simon S here. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to butcher that pronunciation if I even try. Other than the right wing role, don't we need more of a true checking line or grit to add to our star power up on the top lines? Uh, yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, I think the Rangers can go out and get a player like that. I mean, you're going to have to find... Uh, what I would call cheap grit, if you want to go that route. Uh, I think uh, Blake Wheeler qualifies a little bit. Again, he's not somebody that really racks up a ton of hits, uh, but there is certainly a physical aspect to his game. And, um, you know, if he holds up at the age of 37, I think he could be a solid fit for a role such as that. Um, we've got New York Ranger fan 05. I don't want a trade. I don't want any Laffy trade either. Was just thinking if that's the type of swap jury is looking for, what other young talents there could be even close to value for Laffy. Yeah, we, we already talked about this. And uh, again, I would not be looking to trade Lafreniere for pretty much anything. Uh, let's see something else that we want to talk about here. Uh, Simon said, this is an interesting one. So Simon says, uh, Simon says, I'd take quick over Halak any day of the week. Brings more experience with his three cups that you can't beat. And yeah, I agree. I, I, everything else being equal, I don't think it's ever really a bad thing to have somebody that's done some winning. And uh, obviously in Quick's case, Ben one of the driving forces for the first two Stanley Cups that he won. You take away Jonathan Quick from those Kings teams, uh, I don't think they end up winning the Stanley Cup. Certainly in 2012, uh, they were an eight seed that year. He pretty much just took the team on his back and uh, took them to the Stanley Cup. Uh, we have, so I'm going to trust you, Dimitri, because I see a comment here from Dimitri that says, Wheeler to the Rangers confirmed Vince Mercagliano tweet. So let me go ahead and uh, we'll pull up Vince Mercagliano here. We got to get Vince back on the show, by the way. It's been way too long there. But uh, let me go ahead and pull up his Twitter uh, page here. And Twitter, oh my God, classic Twitter not working when you really need it. What are you going to do? All right, well, Dimitri, look, man, I'm going to I'm gonna trust you. Uh, if anybody sees or is able to see, if anybody's Twitter is functioning correctly, then let me know uh, what the, uh, the terms are, you know, the length, the amount of money. And I am seeing some, some comments here. They're actually just flowing in right now from Dimitri as well as Dot Connector here. Uh, Blake Wheeler, one year, 800K plus up to 300K in bonuses. Well, if that's true, if that really is the uh, the amount that Blake Wheeler is being signed for, then hell yeah. I, I really like that a lot. 
I mean, that's just a shade over the league minimum for somebody who, I mean, again, last year, he's, he's had a heck of a career for himself, and I realize he's getting older, but last year at the age of 36, 55 points in 72 games. Uh, you have obviously a position of need here at right wing for the Rangers. You need to find a way to fill this, and you have to get creative. Again, they're not going to sign some superstar player to come in uh, for seven years and play in a top six role at right wing, so you got to find a way to do this. If they really got Blake Wheeler at just 800K, and one year, um, that's a heck of a job by Chris Jury. And I realize Jury's coming under some fire from some Ranger fans uh, at times. He's gotten mixed reviews from Ranger fans, to say the least. Um, but yeah, man, if you can get a player of the caliber of Blake Wheeler for only one year, so that alleviates some of the concern about his age. Because obviously, if you sign him for two years, you know, and he struggles a little bit this year, and then it's like, oh my God, we got this guy for another year after this. What are we going to do? Uh, that wouldn't be ideal. But if you can get him... Once again, for the league minimum at just 50K over the uh, the league minimum and just one year, I, I think you got to take that. And I think you got to say that's a feather in the cap uh, for Chris Drury. That is an absolute steal. Uh, and I think uh, a signing here that has a chance to be one of the better signings uh, of this free agency period. So I'm very excited about that. As far as, you know, how Blake Wheeler could fit in for the Rangers, you got some options, um, you know, there's part of me that really wants to see that. And, and there it is on the NHL network. It says we got a tweet from the New York Rangers wheels up to New York. Welcome to New York. Uh, yeah. Blake Wheeler heading to the New York Rangers. That's, that's very cool. And uh, yeah, again, I did not think this would happen this easily, both in terms of the years and the dollar amount for Blake Wheeler. Very, very excited about this. Um, it's also being reported. It looks like from Vince Mercagliano that um Blake Wheeler can earn up to 300 K in incentives. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we got a, uh, another comment here from Dimitri. We we can thank Jacob Truba for this. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't hurt. You know, those two are buddies and it sounds like they're pretty close and maybe Jacob Truba talked him into it. Maybe Truba's going to slip Blake Wheeler a couple dollars, you know, under the table from, from his salary. Obviously, you know, Truba making uh, the $8 million per season. Um, who knows? But yeah, obviously uh, again, this is a really nice signing for the New York Rangers and a very good point here from New York Rangers fan 05. This is something that I forgot about. Talk about Blake Wheeler here. Wheeler also getting paid almost $5 million by Winnipeg. Helps keeps those, helps keep those after buyouts contracts low. Hoping that is what would happen here. And yeah, Blake Wheeler is still, he's been bought up by the Jets. So obviously he's still getting some of the money that he was owed there. So maybe that's part of the reason why he was so willing to take just one year uh, at such a low amount. And, you know, Blake Wheeler is somebody that's been in this league for a long time. He's played just about his whole career with the Jets. I, I want to say the Bruins were the team that drafted him, or he was at least, I, I know for sure he made his NHL debut with the Bruins. Is only there for two and a half years, trade to Atlanta. Look, Blake Wheeler has not won a Stanley Cup. And to put it mildly, he's running out of chances. He's 37 years old. I don't know how much longer he wants to play in this league or how much longer he can play in this league, but I'm sure that one of the priorities for him, he's made his money. You know, he's made a lot of money. I'm sure one of the priorities for him was going to a contender somewhere where, you know, maybe he's got at least a couple of friends on the team and Jacob Trouba will qualify and somewhere where he feels that he's got, uh, you know, a very, very good chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And I, I think that the Rangers pretty much check all those boxes uh, with the Rangers. Another thing that is nice for Blake Wheeler that might be important to him, uh, it certainly looks like. He will have every chance to claim a top six role for himself. Again, the Rangers very, very thin at right wing. And, um, you know, obviously uh, he'll have every opportunity to carve out a top six role for himself. And I don't think there's going to be too many Ranger fans that are going to be upset about that. Now, Ranger fans could get upset if Blake Wheeler comes in and does not produce and he's still blocking the path for Kako or Lafreniere or Offman or whoever it might be. 
Uh, but for the time being, you know, if you're a Ranger fan, I don't see any way, even if you feel like Blake Wheeler's over the hill and uh, he's going to be a shell of what he used to be and the Rangers need to turn the top six o- over to some of the young guys, I don't see how anybody, anybody can be upset about this. You just got a guy uh, who's had an awesome career who was not too far away from a point per game, uh, I guess about three quarters of a point per game player last year on a bad Jets team. Keep that in mind too. The Jets obviously, I mean, they made the playoffs, but they got smoked by the Knights in the first round. So they really weren't that good of a team uh, going to a far better team with the Rangers. I don't see how anybody uh, can be upset about this signing. I think it's a really nice one uh, for Chris Jury. I'm also seeing, and a couple of you have pointed this out in the chat as well, including uh, Kieran Bohanan, as well as Dot Connector here. Jonathan Quick going to be going to the New York Rangers. It is now officially official. And it looks like uh, it will be for just 825K. And again, uh, 1.2 million, that was a bridge too far. I would assume with Quick, he'll be making the 825K, which again, just a shade over the league minimum of 775K. Um, I would assume, haven't seen this officially yet, but I would assume that Jonathan Quick's contract probably includes uh, some incentives that he can pretty easily hit. And again, as I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, that's a win-win situation for both teams. The Rangers can get their backup goalie at a very small cost, you know, obviously only six figures. And again, only about 50 K over the league minimum. And for Jonathan quick, he can still get, you know, a decent amount of money, whatever he feels that he's worth at this point. Um, if there are indeed our incentives in this contract, which we don't know for sure yet, or haven't seen it reported yet, but the smart money is that that probably uh, would be the case figure. Uh, so, so good day so far for the Rangers. They got their backup goalie for cheap. They got Blake Wheeler, who's probably gonna be playing in the top six for them. He is a little bit older, um, but you know, obviously still a productive player and somebody that could probably use a change of scenery. That's another thing about Blake Wheeler. Um, you know, it had just gone stale with that core of players with the Jets uh, over these past couple of seasons. He lost his captaincy. And obviously that creates a little bit of an awkward situation. He probably was ready to leave and, and was probably somewhat relieved when he was bought out from his contract. And now obviously taking a very, very, very team-friendly deal with the New York Rangers. Very clearly, Blake Wheeler wanted to play for the Rangers uh, put all ego aside and, you know, I'm worth this much money or that much money. I have to imagine Blake Wheeler could have gotten more money from somebody else uh, on the open market. So if Blake Wheeler gets off to a little bit of a slow start with the Rangers, which hopefully does not happen, but if it does, uh, let's all give him a little bit of a break. Let's let him get acclimated to his new surroundings. Let's let him get used to the idea of playing with any team other than the Winnipeg Jets for the first time in more than a decade. And let's give him a chance to, to, to find his game because he's already done us a huge favor. He took a huge Huge discount, it would seem, uh, to play with uh, the New York Rangers. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, his last contract was playing him, paying him about uh, $5 million or so. I'll go ahead and try to bring that up on Cap Friendly here for you guys. Uh, let's see if they have this updated with Blake Wheeler. Oh, my God. They are good. You know, Cap Friendly, they are very good. They already have Blake Wheeler on the New York Ranger roster uh, for 800 k And, of course, he will be a UFA after the season. The Rangers can cross that bridge when they get to it uh, if they want to bring him back or not. But yeah, let's see uh, what his last salary paid him exactly. Wow, so that's way more than I realized. Blake Wheeler is coming off of a contract that paid him uh, $8.25 million per season for five years for a total value of $41,250,000. So again, Blake Wheeler has made his money, and I I can only assume here that this is somewhere he really wants to go with the Rangers. He wants to chase the Stanley Cup. Uh, Him and Truba are pretty tight. He probably wants to uh, play with him again as well. And uh, again, a chance to be in the top six. I, I think this is an awesome move. The more I talk about it, the more excited that uh, that I get about it. I, I think it's a fantastic move for the Rangers. We'll uh, keep this thing going for another couple of minutes here. I mean, we've already gone over kind of the uh, the 30-minute threshold here, but that's okay. I'm having a lot of fun uh, interacting with you guys in the chat here. 
And we'll see if the Rangers do anything else. Uh, if they don't, then obviously, you know, I'll keep my eye on free agency and everything. And um, we'll go ahead and, um, you know, end today's episode. But then obviously in our next episode, we'll talk more about Wheeler. Maybe talk a little bit more about Quick. And we'll talk about any other signings that the Rangers make. I, I think that, you know, with Blake Wheeler and Jonathan Quick, those are probably the two biggest names that you're going to see the Rangers sign. Um, but, wow, what what a, a coup this would be for Drury. If you can sign, I mean, with obviously they were going to, you know, try to save money on their backup goalie, but to sign a caliber of Blake Wheeler and then also hold on to Barclay Goodrow and hopefully re-sign Alexi Lafreniere and Keandre Miller. If you can pull out all those things, I mean, that's an A-plus uh, for Chris Drury for this uh, free agency signing period here. But uh, we'll see what comes to fruition there. I'm still not convinced that Barkley Goodrow won't be traded, but it hasn't happened yet. And uh, you would think that the window, the most likely window to do that would have been this past week, but we'll see. I'm going to go ahead and go on Twitter here one more time. It's weird because like, I don't know if this is happening for you guys as well. I know it's happening for at least some people and there's a a hashtag that's trending right now that is hashtag Twitter down. But um, like the main feed seems to be working okay for me. But anytime I click on like somebody's like personal Twitter page, whether it's like Vince Mercagliano or Arthur Staple or whoever it might be, um, you know, it's it, it doesn't seem to want to work. So I, I don't know if that's happening for you guys as well. All right, so I'm going to be completely honest here. The Rangers, uh, it looks like, per Renal Lavoie, I'm probably butchering the name of that pronunciation, but that's okay. Um, it looks like the Rangers are signing somebody who, I'm going to be very honest here, I have not heard of this player. Alex Bazil, Bazile? B-E-L-Z-I-L-L-E. He is signing with the New York Rangers. Um, let's go ahead and look him up because uh, I got to be honest, I, I don't know much about this player. Uh, I would imagine that this is probably for about the league minimum or maybe just a shade there over, but I'm going to go ahead and just copy and paste him into a uh, hockey reference here. Okay, so 31 years old. Okay, so this is why I haven't heard of him. 31 years old. He is play. He is a, first of all, a forward, uh, shoots righty, six foot oh. 196 pounds. The reason I have not heard of this individual, again, Alex Bazile, he's only played 44 career NHL games, although 31 of them were this past season. And we'll go ahead and kind of see uh, what he's all about. So this is interesting, and it's kind of a a cool story. It looks like Bazile did not make his NHL debut until he was 29 years old with the Montreal Canadiens. And on one hand, I mean, the upside is probably non-existent with a player like this. But on the other hand, that's a nice story. It is fun to kind of root for these underdog players uh, from time to time. But he has spent all of the last three seasons with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, his first season there, just two games. Second season, 11 games. Third season, 31 games. And in 44 career games, six goals and nine assists. 15 points in the 44 games. Uh, a minus one overall. And uh, averages 11 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time per night. Uh, face-off winning percentage of 47.2, 46 hits, uh, 27 blocked shots. So, yeah, we'll see what kind of player we're getting. I mean, it, it seems like this past season uh, was his most productive in the NHL, obviously. 31 years old, scores his first goal in the NHL this past season. In fact, scores his first six goals in the NHL. I mentioned a second ago he has 15 career points. It looks like 14 of them uh, happened in this past season with the Montreal Canadiens. So an interesting signing and somebody that, You could start the season. I don't know if it's a two-way deal or what the deal there might be. Uh, It's possible that he's ticketed to start the season with the Wolfpack. Maybe they see him as like a fourth-line player. Maybe maybe this is a prelude to Barclay Goodrow being traded. Maybe this is a very inexpensive version of Barclay Goodrow, a very inexpensive replacement of Barclay Goodrow. Uh, I'm not really sure, but uh, we will see. 
Alex Bazile. So we're, we're going to have to learn more about him going forward. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, that name did not ring a bell when I saw it just a second ago. But, you know, if you're signing somebody for the lead minimum and hopefully it's a two-way contract and you have the option of starting him with the Wolfpack if you so desire, uh, I don't know for sure. Um, I would imagine, like, I don't know if he's the kind of player that would have to clear waivers to be sent down. Um, there's always, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, shades of gray there in that area, but uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's also possible he'll have a chance to make the Rangers out of training camp and uh, we'll, we'll see if he's able to do just that. Interesting player in that, once again, didn't make his NHL debut until he was 29 and just had what was far away his best season as an NHL player uh, this past year at the age of 31. And I think it pretty much goes without saying, I can't imagine this is for much more than, I mean, just a couple of dollars over the league minimum. It probably is the league minimum. We've discussed the Rangers uh, have to basically fill out this roster with, you know, discount dollar store type players, you know, NHL, AHL swingmen, uh, guys who just, you know, haven't really established themselves that much in the NHL. You're going to see some players like that because that's what the Rangers have to do if they're going to stay under the salary cap. They have to uh, be cap compliant and sign some of these uh, bargain players for a very little bit. Uh, Tim Bradley also reporting here <laughs> on our uh, YouTube Twitter that James Van Riemsdyk to the Boston Bruins for $1 million. Uh, Ziga comments, holy hell, Wheeler for 800 k Awesome. Yeah, I, I share those sentiments. I that, that stuns me that the Rangers were able to pull that off. And props to Blake Wheeler for, for obviously giving the Rangers a discount, understanding where they are with their salary cap, and wanting to go chase the Stanley Cup. That's another thing. Uh, appreciate the fact that this guy... And granted, he's made a lot of money through his career. We know that. But this guy is prioritizing a championship, a Stanley Cup, and winning over money. That's rare. Even for a player in his situation, you know, getting late in his career and still hasn't won a Stanley Cup, it's still rare that a player does that, or at least somewhat rare. Um, I, I got to believe, like I said, he could have gotten at least, I mean, I, I got to think that one of the teams in this league would have given him a two-year deal um, and probably at least twice as much in salary. I thought Blake Wheeler, honestly, would end up getting like $2 million, $2.5 million per season. And um, man, did he give the Rangers a discount? Did he give them a huge break? And uh, I am thrilled that he's coming uh, to the New York Rangers. We just hope that he holds up. He is a little bit older now. Uh, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. I haven't seen any other reports as far as other players that the Rangers are signing, but this is a lot of fun. We'll break out a few more live episodes in the future. Maybe we'll do some uh, live post-game episodes during the season for the Rangers. And obviously, you know, throughout the week here, we're going to talk more about Blake Wheeler. We're going to talk more about Jonathan Quick. We're even going to talk more about uh, Alex Belzile, B-E-L-Z-I-L-E, Belzile. I, I believe that's how you would pronounce that. Uh, so we'll talk about all these guys, uh, maybe some other big signings from around the league and anything else that the Rangers uh, end up doing in free agency here. But uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's a ton of fun interacting with you guys. I'm uh, just keeping an eye on New York Ranger free agency here. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, this is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Uh, also, give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thank you again, guys, as always, for joining Locked On New York Rangers. And I will see you all next time.